0: Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama. I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever
1: and your discovery liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting-edge research, and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and
0: expert advice. Tune in to the Discovery Doc Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. Welcome back to the Discovery Doc Podcast. I'm here with your host, Dr. Cece, functional medicine nurse practitioner, self-proclaimed toxin tamer and crunchy mama, and our co host I'm Anna Kate, your medical mystery overachiever and discovery liaison. And I've been
1: asking lots of questions. I don't have the answers to. (laughs) But we're going to find out. So on this episode, we're going to to give you the tools to answer the questions that we covered in our last episode of Toxic Air.
0: Yes. Again, we don't want to just give you guys a whole bunch of problems. We want to educate and empower you to understand the types of things that might be a problem and how we can... Just focus on our health and well-being in the long run and control what we can. And that's within our home. And so venturing down this month of non-toxic living, we want to present the possible problems, but then also the solutions in a manageable way because we are all different. We all have different things that are available to us. And so in terms of our home, it's no different. There's no one air filter, like one size fits all because all of our homes are completely different. Our exposures are completely different, and so I want to go through, kind of each option that I would think is a good option, or or you know just whatever for any one of us. Yeah, depending on where we live and what we're exposed to. And so the first one are central air filters. Do you guys have? Before I'm diving into that, do you guys have an air filter?
1: Um, we have air filters on our units. Like yeah, like like the plat the things yeah i don't have a pure purifying a purifier. air purifier. okay yeah I don't I was have an just air purifier. um so so air- but on that real quick when you put in an air filter in your attic on your like for your whole house write the date on it so if you forget yeah. if you don't put a reminder in your phone of hey it's time to change the air filter you can go up and see how long oh, it's been since you like, oh
0: it's been two years yeah, since you've been doing what you're supposed to be doing right that's true that's the hard part is keeping up with it
1: um we have these fancy things we
0: do which remind us <laughs> set an alarm know.
1: and repeat every three months for the rest of your life or however whatever, whatever suggested for your unit
0: that's a good idea so central air <laughs> central air filters <laughs> moving, on. moving on um filters are it's important to understand the difference between central air filters when you go to purchase one and there's so much information out there so just understand the basics of what we are looking for and what this thing can provide us so filters are rated by their standards that measure how effective they are at removing particles we talked about particles a lot in the last episode and kind of what that means and what toxins that can um that counts as but that standard is known as merv he Merv. has a name, MERV, it's minimum efficiency reporting value. So that MERV, no when you see that, there's MERV and then there's a number. And MERV ratings go from one to twenty. Okay. So the higher the rating, the higher the number, the the more those particles will be removed in terms of how small the particles are. <laughs> Who is creeping over there?
1: Someone brought his food. So-
0: my mom, the door is so creaky. My mom just opened it slowly and like dropped a brown paper bag at the door.
1: I <laughs> need to put coconut oil on that. Or we something. do need
0: yeah, to put something. I was like, who is doing this? Um, doing this um but anyway so the higher the merv number the the finer the particles that filter will be able to get out um so central forced air systems typically have a one inch thick panel filter those those are basic that's just the flat filters and they're super inexpensive but they only remove about 20 percent of air particles and so Filters that are rated MERV 1 to 4 aren't really designed to help improve air or indoor air quality. Um, the some of those filters are sold online. They're very easy to get a hold of. They're not the most efficient again, but as we get higher with MERV ratings, they get more expensive. Okay. So I just think it's important to know that um, MERV one through four, if we can stay away from that, I would. I don't find it worth your money. To go MERV one through four. More medium efficiency filters. So this is where I would say, hey, this, this is where I would start if budget allows for it, would be medium efficiency filters. So these are composed of different woven materials and have a MERV rating of five to eight. So kind of wanted range. Mm-hmm. Um, and they those pleats, that woven material, allows for more particles to be trapped. And some of them are even washable and reusable. So you're not having to buy new filters every single time, which in the long run will then save you money. So, something to look into to just compare cost effectiveness. Um, They trap particles. Again, they trap a little bit finer particles since the MERV rating is higher. Um, The most highly efficient are your high efficiency filters. Imagine how that works
1: out. (laughs) It's bigger.
0: there we and these remove really, 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 really tiny, fine particles. I mean, really tiny particles. And these are MERV filters between what the rating of nine to 12. Again, of course, those are gonna cost more, but they're still relatively inexpensive in the grand scheme of things when we're looking at air purification systems. Um, you can have your HVAC inspector or technician come out and inspect your central air system before you upgrade to a MERV 9 or higher because you might not need it. Again, it's dependent on your air quality. So you might want to have your air quality tested first before you go spend that extra money for a higher MERV filter. Right. We do have,
1: we can check our indoor air quality um, with our new vac
0: system. So cool. So I don't know what, I don't know. i will have to ask what our MERV number yeah. is. Yeah, and it's, it says it right on the, the screen. Okay. Yeah, so you can pull it out and look at it um the higher we go for filters between a MERV of 13 and 16 are super high efficient again we're just kind of gaining in efficiency here and, and the smaller the particles that can be removed um they're not as common i would say for residential use but they're starting to become more common it's usually more for commercial spaces yeah or certain manufacturer settings where they have to you know their air quality is a little lower because of the chemicals that are being exposed to in that in that building um but some newer homes absolutely have that higher rating the merv 17 and up removes literally it's like 99.97 percent of particles down to 0.3 microns someone told me how big that is but tiny 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 so there is a whole range i would say that most people can fit between that 8 and 12 range but again it depends on what is the air quality right. of your home
1: and that may be a better option instead of doing a full home filter like yeah. a like a regular air filter or whatever but a mic a 0.3 micron is three tenths of a full micron just
0: it's so tiny. just so you know it is tiny absolutely tiny <laughs> <Sorry>. so <laughs> you're <a> nerd um <laughs> then if, if we kind of go on and we look at portable air filters Um, If your home does not have central heating or cooling with filtration, then portable air filters can be a great addition to your home. Or if you want to be extra cautious, you can always add a portable air filter to your home as well. Um, They basically remove the particles from the air by capturing them in the filters with electrostatic attraction. And this would
1: be great as an addition for pollen season if you're in yes. a heavily pollinated area yeah. during that season to have something that you can rinse out and, and do it. And there's water, there's water filters mm-hmm. that I mean they're water-based air filters, mm-hmm. so it runs the air through a tank of water and it cleans up, it collects it in the water. Be careful, gold. <laughs> That's right, where my brain would go right. with that. But um, like on during pollen season,
0: like you wouldn't do it all oh, all yeah. the time. But if you're yeah. trying to
1: get those bigger particulates out of the air, that would be a great resource Absolutely. to be able to, to,
0: Absolutely. To, to use that. And some of them use like UV lights, it's another great one mm-hmm. during pollen season two, to inactivate some of those airborne pollutants. So some of your viruses, bacteria, mold. Um, I don't know if ones with the water also incorporate a UV unit, but that would be really cool. That seems like it would make sense. Um, I, thought, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, what are you interested in? What are you, what are you, what do you I'm, say? I'm looking at you. Um, and the, I, I think right now the big fat is air doctors. People yeah. love air doctors in terms of filters. I love them too. I think that they're great. Those are, I mean, they're pretty darn expensive, so I don't think you have to go right to an air doctor. I think when you're looking at portable air filters, there are so many on the market that you have to, A, again, air quality. What What is your need? Two, what is your price range? and then do the best that you can within that and read right. reviews read what if that system pulls out to see if it's even remotely what you need for your home and then go with that not everybody needs a stick in air doctor right you know so the if you have another point is if you have a central air system using the highest rated filter that it can accommodate is a necessary piece of information because some central air systems can't handle a mer filter of 18,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, so you have to know your system and know. That's a good point. Yeah. What's so that don't overtax your system because it doesn't have enough power to
1: pull the air through that filter.
0: Exactly. And you want to make sure that the filter is installed properly and correctly and fits within its holder because you're right, it'll be overworking and now you're just wasting your money right. on an awesome filter that doesn't cool with the system that you have. Um, cleaning out dust at least once a month. I know who has time for that but once a month would be optimal replacing filters routinely like anna kate mm-hmm. said most of them are every three months um some can be every six months um but three months is, is recommended to just operate a little bit more efficiently
1: especially if you have the doors open a lot and you have animals yeah. and just depends on your lifestyle and what's going on That if it needs to be replaced every three months or six months that and you'll know because you can pull the filter out go check it at three months and if it doesn't look full exactly back in there
0: uh, or like if you're doing renovations or you have construction yeah. you know there's times where you're going to want to change them more frequently but every three months is a good goal because in reality then we're probably changing it what, every eight nine months
1: <laughs> yeah let us know <laughs> when was the last time that you changed your airport
0: yeah i'm, I'm going to be a personal i think yeah. it's been about a year i'm not going so ours is on the schedule yeah, I just think
1: that's... So, mean, yeah. it, it, it's my it's a cork of my husband who's got everything on top. on a, I like that cork. Yeah. That's a good that's, cork to that, have. That is. <laughs> so, um, But, you know, and you can order air filters. You don't have to get them one at a time. You can order a box of them and store them in the garage. And then just when that's time to go, just make it part of your thing. Like when you wash your laundry, um, your washing machine, or yeah. when it's time to switch something out that you do on a month... A, a monthly basis, make that just part of your treatment rotation,
0: right? Absolutely, and we've mentioned this a couple of times. Where Anna Kate has with ventilation. Another great way is if this, if all like those central air filters or you know the portable filters or whatever is just not in your wheelhouse right now. Then what can we do? We can we can practice proper ventilation. Mm-hmm. There are these toxins accumulate with stagnant air. So it can accumulate three to five fold by just remaining stagnant. And so proper ventilation is super essential, even if you have the greatest air filters. Right. And so the ventilation that's required for your home depends on your climate, depends on the humidity level in your home, and the degree to which your home is airtight, how yes. sealed it is. So it's not the same for everybody. There's not a blanket recommendation here. Um, but there are three kind of different types of ventilation systems that we can use in our homes one that we said is natural ventilation open your windows
1: yep and make sure that you have a cross breeze so don't just open one window on the back of the house make sure that you have a window open on the front of the house or a door you know or something to get the air to move through turn on fans yeah just get and you'll know it's usually right about when the temperature starts to warm up, that that's a great time before the pollen comes yes. in that you can just move things through your through your house. Our battery died. Oh, like what is happening? Um, so move the air through the house. Um, and it's also sometimes called burping the house. Yeah. So, you know, just let off that extra pressure and get things moving through. Um, and then when you dust, start from the top of the room to the bottom of the room. So dust the walls and the countertops and everything, and then vacuum. Right. So that way you get move everything down instead of vacuuming and pushing everything up.
0: Right. Absolutely. And it, you know, it's the most cost effective way. I wouldn't recommend it. You know, if you don't have your heat on in the middle of winter and it's all that cold air, <laughs> yes, yeah, don't do that. Not as energy efficient. So pick the proper time depending on your climate. Um, another one is called spot ventilation which removes the pollutants through exhaust fans in our so kitchens. you burn popcorn yeah exhaust fans our kitchens our bathrooms yep. that is a good way of ventilation so you i mean if you have things burning or you know just fumes that are coming from something turn your fans on yep or your exhaust on i should say um and the other is whole house ventilation, which basically exchanges air uniformly throughout our home. It's only recommended in homes that are super airtight, where we know there aren't a bunch of leaks. It's not old home. And by leaks, I mean like cracks in the foundations or like in between, like the, our windows aren't as sealed as they should be. Um, it's so expensive. <laughs> Adding whole, whole home ventilation systems are very expensive. Um, so not something that most of us can just go and do, but know that it is an option if that is available to you. And it uses your existing central heating and cooling duct work um, to help lower that installation cost. So it's not anything that has to be built on. You can yeah. use existing structure, but it is very expensive.
1: But it's also a good thing that if you're building a house, and then consider. Right, so exactly. And make that part of the budget and say, do we, is it worth this to do this and give up X amount of square feet to make mm-hmm. that happen so we've got a smaller closet
0: somewhere and we have full home ventilation in our new cell Right, and if that is just way beyond what you can do, then the other forms of ventilation, what's important to know is our home and where that ventilation is crucial. So okay. is it crucial? Where in your home is living space? Is it critical? Is it critical in the bedrooms? In the bathrooms in the kitchen and then you can spend more energy and time on those locations as well um the a little tip for bedrooms and just have if you don't have like an open span span, span an open span house upwards <laughs> today if you don't have an open plan house where it's super airy and you have lots of small corridors or lots of small bedrooms, keep your doors open mm-hmm. during the day. Don't close every door to every bedroom, bathroom. Keep those doors open. Keep your you know fans on in your bathrooms. Um, that can allow for more just air circulation instead of it staying stagnant in that one small space. Um, working with any time that you are just concerned or have questions, call your HVAC dude. Yeah or woman, I shouldn't say dude, Um, (laughs) and just see what the appropriate ventilation is for your home and for your climate. Call
1: the lady at the office and have her send out a (laughs) dude.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, The last little bit about ventilation that I want to touch on is just other kind of pros and cons. Exhaust ventilation is the least expensive to install and works really well in cold climates. and basically, again, it uses a fan to push out the air of the house through through a central outlet. The disadvantage to that type of ventilation is that the fans can potentially draw in moisture and pollutants from other parts of the house into that central space of living. So think about it if you have your fan on in your kitchen or your exhaust on in your kitchen, is sucking up air. It's drawing in air, but that can mean it's pulling from other parts of the home. Mm-hmm. And so that there's a little... Line there of, of how efficient and effective it is. Yeah.
1: Like you don't want
0: your burnt popcorn
1: smell to end up in the upstairs bathroom. you exactly. Kind of think of it that way. If it's just pulling it in outside,
0: outside air. Exactly. So if you're venturing down that, that's why I say you know talk to your HVAC human, <laughs> your <laughs> because, person, because we want that balanced ventilation system where we want the best of both worlds, where it's drawing out what we want but we are we're pushing out what we want and keeping in what we want and that's just a a balancing act um we also want to make sure that if you have your heat on or your air conditioning on like that it's energy efficient and it's not drawing out all of what you're trying to put in to keep your temperature stable right
1: so one of the things that you can do if you have um bad smells in the house or you're painting or something like that um, you can take a box fan and put a filter on it and have the fan pull the air, like stick it in a window and set the top of the window and have it pull that air mm-hmm. out and ventilate that way. So air's not coming back in, but you can ventilate out the other way. So that's mm-hmm. an option too. You just take a filter to it. And it's awesome. So it's an easy thing, that, especially if you're doing construction work um, and you've got a bunch of fumes in the house that you want to get out. That's an easy way to do that and put that in the, in the room and draw that
0: that out and ventilate 100%. And in addition, to kind of properly ventilating and filtering or filtration, it's important to also minimize the indoor air pollutants. So we can have all the fancy air doctors and portable filters and whole house filters that we want, but if we are constantly bringing in air pollutants into the home, what are you right. paying for? Right. You know, so paying attention to products that are low vocs are certified in low vocs there are many <laughs> english many more available there are many other options nowadays in terms of furniture and carpets and things like that that are certified low vocs and if you can go that route go that route um things that don't off gas formaldehyde yeah. would be really important if they don't have added flame retardants you know certain like sealants on on furniture more like the waterproof on our boots and things that they spray when we buy them. If we can minimize that, then that's protecting our air quality and our home. Right. Um also plastics, if we things that aren't made with PVC plastic. Um when dealing more so on the allergen front, dust mites stick to I mean vacuuming obviously is very important and having vacuum with a HEPA filter. Um, we want to either wet mop or dust frequently Mm -hmm. to keep those surfaces clean um and then if you can stick to furniture that is more wood based or natural fibers that will minimize those air pollutants as well when it comes to allergens um last little bit that I want to say is regarding more the vacuum because not all vacuums are created equal (laughs) some vacuums just disperse yes instead of truly filtering they just disperse so that's why we want vacuums with a HEPA filter they're more efficient at trapping those small particles and will remove contaminants versus just a regular vacuum that recirculates all that gunk into the air so your carpet looks pretty it looks clean but where's it going it's just recirculating into the air that you're breathing yeah so next time your vacuum dies the next one you purchase, that would be a vacuum with a HEPA filter. Um, and you do have to change those filters as well, as you use your vacuum. I feel like that's easier for me to remember than my HVAC having yep. it clean. I don't know why, that's just... And you mentioned like this it. earlier, but you can vacuum your mattress. If you yep. have a couch that is cloth, you can vacuum that too. So that vacuum with HEPA filter comes in handy, not just for your floors, yep. um, but also for your furniture.
1: Did you know, just talking about couches, that you can take a pan lid and a wet towel, like a damp towel, mm-hmm. and you can wrap it around the, the top of the pan uh-huh. lid and hold it, it all together and then rub over the top of your couch, like microfiber and mm-hmm. couches like this, that, and it'll get all the, de- the dirt off. Oh. So instead of taking a cloth and doing that, you take a thing. and oh. So it creates a good surface tension. So I'm just... I, I,
0: Fascinating. Sorry, I'm so just useless goes, information. I'm like, but my the tops of my hands are so heavy because we use cast iron and we have like so heavy ceramic. I'm like I don't want to do well, that all on my couch.
1: Then you have to get a stainless steel from Goodwill just to clean your couches. You should just <laughs> need to take a microfiber
0: over it and it just gives you something to hold on to. Right. So that's all. That makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. So I know this was a lot, but I hope that We want to give you guys the basics and we want to give you some knowledge about just what to start looking for and what things mean um, and kind of be able to go, you know, from there to make the best choice for for you and your family. We have a lot more coming this month when it comes to non-toxic living, how to keep your home safe if you're a new homeowner, things to look into. we have some awesome guests coming on to help us navigate just all areas of non toxic living with things that we can control. That is our biggest takeaway, yep. is diving into the, the details of what we can control in our own home.
1: Yep. And it's a new year. So new year, new you. You can start making little swaps and making better informed decisions as you move forward. And mm-hmm. that's all that we can ever really do. None of us are perfect. She's more perfect than I am. So, but no. I, yeah, well, when we talk to Tori, you're going to find out how imperfect this girl is right here. <laughs> I failed already this year.
0: That is okay. Small steps, guys. That's it. Small steps, move forward any way that you can. Every step forward is a good step forward. So we yeah, stay tuned to learn all the things non-toxic and until next time, let's discover together. together.
1: We've enjoyed this journey of exploration and learning as much as we have. Before you go, we have a special request for you, our beloved discoverers. We'd be thrilled if you could show your support in a few easy steps. Step one, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to turn that notification bell. So you never miss a moment of discovery. Step two, if you're listening via Apple podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review our show. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast too. Step three, whether you're on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, please share the Discovery Doc podcast with your friends, family, and social networks. It's the best way to spread the joy of discovery. And finally, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at the Discovery Doc. Stay connected with us for updates, behind the scenes content, and so much more. Plus, for exclusive content and additional resources be sure to check out our website at www.thediscoverydoc.com and while you're there if you have a burning question or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show simply let us know thank you discoverers for being part of our incredible journey until next time let's discover together The content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast the discovery doc podcast encourage listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions recommendations or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one may not be suitable or safe for another The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.